You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need. What are the barriers to seeking God's kingdom of peace and flourishing in our neighborhoods and cities? And how can we be part of overcoming those barriers to seek peace and flourishing and unity together. Now, we've been learning a key practice um, for flourishing in anxious and divided times. And this is the practice of grace finding. In Matthew chapter six, Jesus says, seek first God's kingdom. So one of the ways we talk about that is grace finding, finding God's grace, finding God's kingdom in the world, having eyes to see that. Now, we live in a world that often wants to, instead of grace find, it wants to fault find or create fault lines. So there's a lot of fault finding or fault lining between people and through people. So what I mean by that is um, we can often train our eyes to just look for what's wrong and to seek what's wrong in a certain thing. And because it, it's a very religious impulse, we need to find what's bad so we can avoid it. We need to find what's wrong with somebody so that we can be pure. Um, and then we also, we do this fault lining in the sense that we start drawing lines and looking for ways to like clear, you know, clarify us from them. Sometimes fierce and tense tribalism, uh, politically, theologically, I- ideologically, practically happens between people in, in communities and families. And so fault finding can really lead to fault lining or or fault lining, like focusing on the divisions and kind of pushing people into their different zones uh, can also lead to more fault finding between people. And, And we live in a world of this, and this happens all around us. And even in the church and even with pastors, there can be this focus on seeking the the problem, the fault, the sin, the the enemy, uh, and dividing. But Jesus didn't say, seek first the problems in other people. (laughs) Jesus didn't say, seek first the fault or the fault lines and the division. He said, seek first the kingdom. And if you read the book of Matthew, this is a huge conviction, a huge theological conviction uh, of Jesus that Matthew portrays throughout the whole book, that we're to seek first God's kingdom, not the things that make us anxious, not the things we're afraid of, not the things that are evil, so that we're defined not by what's evil or what we're afraid of or we're anxious about, but we're defined in our purpose and our vocation. We're defined by the good, by the beautiful, by God's kingdom and by his grace. And I think that's so important in our day and age. The practice of grace finding happens when we realize that Jesus teaches us to seek and see God's blessing, his kingdom blessings in our world, the light of God's kingdom, the grace of God's kingdom all around us. And this grace can be found in birds and flowers, as you see in the teaching, uh, teachings of Jesus, or in an impoverished and vulnerable widow or in cultural strangers and even enemies, as we see Jesus do, lifting up the grace he sees in others. And we especially can see grace in our cities and our neighbors. 
we seek the grace and light of the kingdom and we lift up the light of others, other image bearers, even if they don't know where their grace comes from, even if they don't know the giver of grace, if they don't know Jesus, they don't know God, we can still um, appreciate and encourage and lift up the grace that's shining through them, even if they don't know where that comes from. And we can be grateful for it. We can praise God for the gifts that are being displayed about God through them. I just think that's so wonderful. We can turn our focus to glorifying and worshiping or thanking the giver of grace, our Heavenly Father, and we can flourish. So we're going to focus on grace-finding, specifically grace-finding of leaders of peace and flourishing in our neighborhoods, in our cities, and in our communities. And so I'm going to highlight um, someone who's an example of this grace-finding, and his name was Barnabas. Uh, The New Testament in the book of Acts, it actually says this about him. It says, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, and the nickname meant son of encouragement. Barnabas was an encourager. He wasn't like just a fault finder, and he wasn't uh, drawing lines, uh, fault lines between people. Barnabas was a grace finder. We learn a little bit more about him in this way of, of expressing faith in a very divided and dark world here uh, farther on in the book of Acts. It says this, news of this reached the church in Jerusalem, news that like uh, the Holy Spirit was at work and there were people finding Jesus. It was really cool. And they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw the grace of God, of what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. So he saw the grace of God and he was glad. I think Barnabas is like a patron saint of grace finding. We want to learn from someone like him. It goes on in verse 24. It says, he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great number of people were brought to the Lord. He was just a part of this movement. And he he saw grace and was glad. Sometimes we see grace, but our eyes are so trained to find faults. It's like uh, sometimes religious leaders can have like this religious impulse that feels good. And the right thing is to like, it's a protector and someone who needs things to be right and pure to walk into any situation and be like, all right, my job, my primary job is to find out what's wrong with these people. What's, what's wrong with the theology? What's wrong with what they're doing? And miss what the Spirit of God is doing in all, like, of all the things of life. And that can be messy. And, and sometimes we wish we were in the ideal when we're, most of us are living in the ordeal. And God's grace is there. So Barnabas doesn't come in and uh, start knocking people down and the people's theology and uh, kind of throwing his theological elbows around. He just, he affirms and encourages the grace of God. Now, that doesn't mean that all these people were perfect and there were no, you know, things that were a little maybe wonky or twisted, but he's encouraging them toward Jesus and helping cultivate something really, really good. And when you call, I find this like in our garden, when we cultivate uh, something beautiful, something that's growing, more of that grows. And that's what we want to see when we grace find. So as we move to the another section, another portion of scripture, um, I want to note though in, in this last portion that that Barnabas saw he, the grace of God. He uh, looked for the grace of God and he encouraged the grace he saw in people. Barnabas did this in the cities that he went to, and he was uh, helping kind of launch the church. And he was uh, the church is the community of God's people, and uh, he looked for grace in in the city or in cities as he traveled, uh, in leaders, in pastors, and prophets who worked for the flourishing of the city, like where God was at work. And 
you know, there are, he went to synagogues often uh, when he would go to a city and they'd start there. And there would be some people who uh, may have heard of Jesus, a lot of people who hadn't or didn't like Jesus, but he would start where maybe there were some openings, where maybe there was some grace to be found. And then he would expand out. Check this uh, section of scripture out. It says, now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. So this is like the city of Antioch and this larger city church. There are prophets and teachers, and um, Barnabas didn't like scorn them or try to try to divide them all. He tried to unify them, and like this is a church that was trying to unify to do the work of God and do the goodness of God in their city. So it says uh, Barnabas, uh, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, a Menaean who had been brought up with uh, Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. So this list of people, like you got people from different parts of the Roman Empire, from totally different backgrounds, and and Barnabas is this unifier and bringing these these leaders from around the city who are following the way of Jesus, including Saul, who a lot of people were afraid of because he had persecuted the church and hadn't proven himself in the eyes of of you know everybody yet. Um, Barnabas pulls Saul in as a coworker. Um, he and he's done work with him, and he wants him with him. So they set apart these these uh, these leaders. The passage goes on to say, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, "Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them." And so after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. So they got these leaders together in unity in the Spirit, and then the Spirit spoke to and through them. And they launched and sent off Barnabas and Saul. Now, the the two of them sent on their way by the Holy Spirit went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus, an island. And when they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. John was with them as their helper. It goes on to say they traveled through the whole island until they came upon Paphos. There they met a Jewish sorcerer. That's a little strange. And a, uh, and a false prophet named Bar-Jesus. It sounds maybe like a, a false prophet there. Who is an attendant of the proconsul, Sergius Paulus. The proconsul, an intelligent man, sent for Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. So there's a leader who doesn't know God, but has an interest in hearing God. Um, this is a leader that Barnabas uh, and and Saul see an, uh, an open door. They see some grace, and God does some amazing stuff. You can read the rest of the story if you want. But I wanted to, to highlight just how Barnabas operated with this grace finding principle, the seeking the kingdom. Where is God at work? Where is the Spirit of Jesus at work? You know what's interesting is uh, Saul when he became Paul, he uh, wrote a, a lot of the New Testament, a lot of letters. And one of his signatures he had was kind of grace and peace, grace and peace. I like the work of uh, uh, theology professor uh, and Professor Gorman, Um, and I think I would agree with him where he kind of highlights that the grace and peace just might be shorthand for um, Paul's ministry and kind of the ministry he learned from Barnabas learning to see the grace of God, join the grace of God, be empowered by the grace of God, 
for the peace of our cities and our community and our world, following the Prince of Peace. And peace for, for um, people from Jewish background meant shalom, where everything's right, where everything's in harmony with God and with ourselves and with our world and our planet. So I almost think of like this shorthand grace and peace that we see in Saul's work as almost like a gift that was passed down to him from Barnabas, probably passed down from Jesus. But um, grace and peace is willing to see and harmonize the gifts of grace from God for God's peace and shalom under the Prince of Peace. I just love that image. So grace finding um, becomes a way of seeing and encouraging. It becomes a way of bridge building. It becomes a way of, of praying for people and seeing our world differently and, and, and wanting and aching for the flourishing of our, our neighborhoods and cities, especially when we see the problems and we see the needs and we see the, the ugliness um, and the brokenness. But having this like in our hearts that we long for this peace and goodness of God's grace in our world. So I want to I wanna just springboard off of this grace-finding principle, especially finding leaders in our cities and our community. So I want you to do this for a second. In your life and community, what leaders come to mind uh, when you think of people who are peacemakers, people who are bridge builders, uh, people who are leaders and influencers in your neighborhood and your city? What names, what faces, what people come to mind? And uh, this week, I want to encourage you, maybe do a you know, prayer walk. It's walking. You can be praying silently, but really asking God to help you see leaders in your community that are helping work for the peace and flourishing of your community, of your neighborhood. And um, maybe have an open kind of like prayer with God. Kind of keep that prayer window open as you go about life this next week. You know, if you drop off your kids at, at school, maybe be thinking, well, what, are the, what are some educators that, you know, they just, the grace of God is shining off of them. They might not even be Christians, but there's grace in how they love and they teach and they um, they pour passion into helping kids grow and develop and learn. Like, have eyes for that. What leaders do you see? What administrators do you see? And maybe if you're, if you're a teacher and that's where you work, like, what eyes do you have for people you work with and maybe kids and parents? What leaders do you see? Um, where do you see grace? And encourage them and pray for them. Let them know that you see this in them. And you don't have to use religious words at all. You can just affirm them. Um, there's moments in my life where it's like, hey, I, I just see grace shining off of you. And, you know, my faith teaches me that that comes from God. And so you may not believe that or, or agree with me on that, but I just see God's love shining through you. I mean, what would happen if we really encouraged and saw grace in the leader's in our communities, and we started building bridges. Think about the business leaders you might come across and, and find ways of just saying, hey, I, I see God's love and grace flowing through. You provide, you provide this amazing um, widget. You provide this amazing experience. You provide these, uh, this real beauty. Um, you provide hospitality, food, whatever the business might be, and just thank them, encourage them, pray for them, or civic leaders. And I know that can be kind of a, a, a civic, uh, the civic square can be kind of fraught with a lot of tension, but learning to see grace and find grace even there and encouraging those leaders. It's better to have, be building bridges rather than completely disconnected. We need to, Christians need to be in the, in the public square. So 
appreciating our civic leaders, whether they're Christians or not, seeing grace. Nonprofit leaders, encouraging them, seeing grace. They're peace officers, firemen and firewomen, EMTs, you know, people that are that are doing um, good work, leaders in the community. And I would even say pastors, regardless of maybe whether they go to your church or not, or your denomination, or if you agree with every aspect of their conviction and theology, can you see grace in them and encourage them? And can we build bridges? So. Who are the bright spots? Who are the leaders you see grace in? Who are the bridge builders, the peacemakers in leadership positions in your community? And how are you seeing grace shine through them? And how can you encourage and pray for them? Guys, what would happen if we lifted people up like that this week? Man, I can't wait to hear stories and just just think of the impact of our church not being fault finders, not being fault liners and drawing all the, the divisions between people but finding ways to unite and build bridges in the name of Jesus. Guys, I love you so much. Have a good week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.